The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. As you look and peer out your window, isn't it just so well, not depressing, but kind of unusual? All this fog and ice and black ice and endless uh, tweeting in on the Met Air and service to see what they have lately on their social media. Can't see where we're at on the weather, but you can get rid of all of that in January if you do a kind of what I always think is a slightly decadent thing which is to get away in January when everyone else is moping around in the difficult weeks that are January they tend to be stormy cold and rainy uh, generally that's been the record over the last decade or so here in Ireland so can you get away what kind of value is out there and what kind of destinations are people likely to go with and joining me here in the hard shoulder studio is Ed Finn from Travel Talk Ed you're very welcome along Hi Ed happy Christmas to you and the listeners great to be here Yeah this is going to be a strange one because I'm not going away in January so I don't think it's right that anyone else should be allowed either okay nobody should be even discussing it but never that we'll make we'll a brief exception for yourself Now the first thing to say about January getting away is a lot of people feel in a certain mood this is mood travel right this is mood tourism here they've had had Christmas, they've probably spent a few euros, but they've left a little bit behind to go in January. But they probably need to be back at the office sometime in January. So, short local-ish around Europe. Is that the best way to go? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it, it is a black month, really, in a way. It's quite dark. And I think it is lovely if you did want to give somebody a little bit of a nice present to have something to look forward to. And like you said, Emmett, I would go with here, like choices like Venice. And like I have here Dubrovnik, Malaga, like Nuremberg, places that I love going to for short hops that are can be good weather, but, you know, can deliver something special. Yeah, because people need to be careful. If you look at the weather map of, of Europe, I was saying it the other day, if you're in northern Europe, it's still pretty chilly. I mean, places like Paris are freezing, so you need to get yeah. down into the, the Mediterranean, down south, don't you, to get this Absolutely. Sun. And, I mean, one place that everybody should go to in their lifetime is Venice, because it is really unique, and it is a fabulous place to go to. Now, in in, in July this year, Emmett, it was 40 degrees. The, the Everybody was roasting, you know, it was too hot, but now now, if you go there in January, you'll get to see some amazing places there that you'd never see when it's thronged with tourism. Um, also, you'll meet something unique there, Venetians, that you don't see during the <laughs> summertime because they all pop out and it's really, really nice. Now, it's a lovely time to go because what you'll see there is like you can get into places like St. Mark's Square, the cathedrals and the islands and it's all pretty relaxed and very, you know not a lot of people around and it's really really yeah, good Yeah because so, a lot of people are put off Venice just because it is so popular so this is the chance to get away from it the It is throngs. and I mean we know the famous Venice Carnival I was there myself it's incredible it goes on from the 4th to the 24th of February this year so I'm talking before that and what's really in, like if you, the flights Emmett for example are about 60 quid return um, the hotels are literally half price. Now, if you wanted to do something amazing, right? What kind of temperatures would you be talking about? Well, it, dep- it depends. You, I mean, for Venice, then you'd be talking about probably just, you know, 12 degrees, 13 degrees. It wouldn't be a warm place to go mm. to because the wind comes down from the Dolomites as well. But if you wanted to do something special, for example, where the Clooney's went for their nuptials, right? The Imam Venice is usually about two grand a night, right? I was now, thinking Clooney's, the Clooney's, the nuns are your friends, the Clooney's, Clooney's okay, your buddies. You could get that for like half price. Um, now, there's a great um, little secret and a tip I give people when you go to Venice. There's a fabulous place called Mestre, which is 10 minutes by tram just outside Venice. And there, uh, last year I stayed at the fabulous hotel, the Vivette Hotel there and the flights. And it's for three nights for two people. It works out at 150 quid per person. And when you add the 60 quid onto that, you'll see yourself. Then, the, of course, the trams in and out. I mean, the Vaporettas. Everything is less crowded, Emmett, which is fantastic. So it's a really, really good one. And there's a great website there as well. If, you, if anyone wants to look up, it's called live-venice.it. 
and you'll get all the kind of information there. Great museum there as well, the M9 Museum in Mestre, which tells you all about Italian life. It's like a Fellini movie. Brilliant. Um, but I th- it really, if you haven't been and you want to go on the cheap, it's a great time to go. Okay, that's interesting. Great value. We have to say they're there. Yeah, totally. Prices. Yeah. Italy's always good, Emmett. Let's talk a little bit further of Europe, over to the, to, to the left of there, into Iberia. Malaga is one where people who have an interest in art, a lot of people have been to other parts of Spain, but yes. Malaga kind of gets neglected. Right. It's often the airport they land totally. in and they go somewhere else. And but you're saying it's a gem. Yeah, I've been singing from the rooftops about Malaga for years, Emmett, right? People go right, go left, and they forget Malaga itself is a treasure. Big year for Malaga 2023 Picasso was born here lived here till he was 12 it's his 50th anniversary next year massive celebrations going on Um, the Picasso Museum there I was just there recently stunning Casa Natale where Picasso was born all his early influences you can see where he grew up Um, beautiful now Malaga itself of course has lovely beaches now here you can get good weather Um, you could be lucky here with the weather in January because of course you're at the you know you're on the Costa del Sol Um, beautiful another thing I did there recently when I was down when I was doing the Picasso uh, sort of experience I went 60 kilometres north of Malaga and I did this amazing walk the Caminito del Rey the King's Walk it's 8 kilometres it's like you're in Utah or Mount Rushmore gorgeous and this now they say it's the scariest walk in the world it's all this sort of like footpaths all around the cliffs and stuff but amazing and good a really good walk which yeah, is great beautiful and it's like 10 euro return on the train up to do that but Malaga itself fabulous tapas amazing there we love malaga.com these guys do this tapas tour Emmett and uh, you, you can't you won't be able to move after. don't eat before you do well, the trip what, what I brilliant. love about your notes is you've, you mentioned the Pompidou Centre which I suppose people associate more with Paris yeah, right? yeah but who knew the only other place in the world that has a Pompidou Centre is Malaga and Antonio Banderas has but actually that's what, that's what I like about it. you've got all these proof points about Malaga and if you really don't believe me Antonio Banderas has an apartment he there. has and from, from the centre you can look up and see he has an imitation of the Pompidou the coloured block on the top of his apartment of course he's from there and he's very famous son of Malaga so you know he's all over the place but again great value Emmett in terms of food and drinks and the beach there down by the port as well all these gorgeous little places you can have you know typical food and drinks and again you know very very in, in January the Soho Hotel Colon where I stayed recently for 150 quid per person three nights the Soho Hotel's great value again so you know you can't beat it for the value No and a short enough uh, plane ride over there too Yeah loads of flights all, all year Ryanair uh, you know Aer Lingus lots of flights all year round Now Ed you've been watching the World Cup I'm presuming but yeah. I, could be, I could be wrong Messi yeah. Are you dirty Are you <laughs> no. filthy Are you messy <laughs> forget him, forget him for the second. Let's talk Croatia, right? Which yes. Is, okay, oh, they, weren't, they weren't everyone's pick in the tournament. They were a bit defensive at times, but they got an incredible performance to get to the semi-final. Yeah. And as a result, if you want to be all knowing and you want to stand around the office and pontificate about the World Cup, you've got to know about Croatia, which means that you bring us on to Dubrovnik, which is a great Croatian city sitting out on the Adriatic coast. Incredible. Now, Tell uh, me why I should go to a Croatia at all and why I should go to Dubrovnik in particular, well, as opposed to Split or one of the other Yeah, places. yeah, well, of course, we've loads of flights now all year round, but but like Dubrovnik is really special. It's this old medieval town. It's like you go back in time. Now, Dubrovnik has suffered over the years from over tourism pre-COVID. There was cruise ships pretty much 24 hours going in and out. The locals were going crazy, a bit like in Venice. And that has changed. There's new initiatives there now to kind of, you know, avoid that. But in January, the weather can be 18 degrees 
beautiful. It's okay. Yeah, it's all right. Um, again, it's a great time to go there for, for value. It's excellent. Now, the thing about uh, Dubrovnik is that, you know, you should do, do a little bit of pre- preparation before you go. Like if you were, for example, if you were into Game of Thrones, you know, they filmed lots of Game of Thrones stuff there. All those old beautiful castles, medieval stuff, that's there as well. The food is fantastic. You can go over to Havar, these gorgeous islands, Savtat, beautiful as well a, a really good place to go if you want to f- discover Croatia for your first visit as well now Croatia Airlines fly there because during this, these months as sometimes as well Emmett, you know flights aren't as, you know readily no, a- available as much as they are hard yeah. to get so Croatia Airlines do great deals from Dublin via Zagreb for like 229 Zagreb another place you could stop off for a night or two by the way great city as well but Dubrovnik a, a really a real jewel in the crown really of Croatia and um, you know the Croatian people of course are so friendly they make great wines Emmet the food is great it's a, it's a super place so you, to, must, you must go there to get there you might have to go via London then I'm presuming you could go cases. well with Croatia Airlines you fly from Dublin uh, Zagreb Zagreb Dubrovnik and that's the true fare for and there's no there's no uh, layover in there for a few hours or if you, you want could, you can you can. Yeah. I mean, you could step over I would say to you, if you did want to do that Zagreb is a stunning place like Prague really you know that's if I could give you an idea mm. um, totally different it's six hours away from Dubrovnik but for a true fair they, they do great deals and then of course coming into March I met all the direct flights are back again now In terms of you go to Dubrovnik what, what would you do there how would you occupy yourself with the few days in your, in your view having been there Yeah well what I love about Dubrovnik right is for example the old the old town right which is really really beautiful now that is something that's like it is a UNESCO heritage site so for me what you really what, what's really enjoyable about it is it's like you go back in time and that's really what it's about. They have beautiful museums there as well. Um, the islands, Emmet, I was saying to you there, Savtat, that you can go over to these gorgeous like boat trips and stuff. That's really what you do there. It's a very relaxing place. The food's very seafood. And Croatian kind of place. people are very welcoming, very warm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, it's not, it's not, um, it's not a, a, a destination really. You know, for like, it's not like Paris or something like that. But it's, 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 it's really special. And again, it's known as the, all the oh, medieval town. All the pavements are all beautiful, shiny marble, a bit like. Kyalarios in Malaga the you same can walk sort of around thing. and say do you know Luka Modric you, you know? can go around and say guys we're really sorry about the World Cup <laughs> anyway, yeah, exactly. and um, you know as I said they're great great cuisine of course as well so but uh, a super place to go and here in Ireland as well Croatia.ie Croatia Tours specialise in doing great trips there as well so um, you can give them a shout and they'll tell you how to get there the fastest and cheapest way you know you're, you're, you're selling us Europe here but as you say you know London's going to be freezing cold in January Paris is even parts of northern Italy are so you know the, the options are not, they're there but you need to be careful the final one that you've come to is Germany which I suppose lots of people have done the Berlin thing right which is yeah. always a, a very popular place to go but you're going with Nuremberg which of course yeah, a place <laughs> has certain historical associations that it, it's we need to handle very sensitively <laughs> yes. in the next minute or two <laughs> yes absolutely I mean, no, look, of course it's famous for you know the history there the Nuremberg trials the Nazi rallies we know all that but it is a stunning town I discovered it this year for the first time. Was it not mainly level during the war but certainly yeah, but it was, of it. Yeah it was and it was all rebuilt. I mean it's beautiful. Now you'd never think it was level during the war because the old town there was completely restored to its original state. Um, so it's it's the second biggest city in Bavaria and people don't even realise I think sometimes that Nuremberg is in Bavaria and Germany for me is a very underrated country as well Emmett. People don't realise sometimes the amazing variety of places on offer. Famous for its Nuremberg sausages, these thin sausages that they do, not a Frankfurter famous 300 breweries in the Franconia area German Amazing beer the best beer, beer in the world yes. and Nuremberg says they've won awards for their beer as well but what's really cool is the area there right 
up to Bayreuth where the famous opera festival is Bamberg all these amazing towns which is just short train rides nearby but Nuremberg itself is really I was very impressed with it this year I picture you walking around like, in your lederhosen lederhosen yeah I was there with I your went, beer in the other hand I was at the Christmas markets there last week they opened up and again totally different than the summertime but fabulous German now, equally if you are a history buff and that was the thing stunning there, you can go Incredible. there for that alone right I mean that was I mean that was incredible you can see where the rallies were held where you know where Hitler used to stand you the trials are there I mean it's it's incredible I mean they don't hide it I mean they you know they 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 have fantastic tours there and it's great to see it I mean because you know I think people are are fascinated by that history of course of World War Two. Now let's talk more broadly about going in January as I said it's really yeah. decadent thing to do I used to know somebody that didn't go on holidays in summer used to wait till January yeah, yeah. and then tease everyone when they were uh, absolutely miserable in the rain of January and say I'm off on in the beaches of Florida or something yes now you're tending to go because we could have tr- we could have disruption we could have snow so I think what I'm getting across from you is is, is kind of risk averse go to places that you can get to reasonably easily so that rules out your sort of US's your Asia's yeah, etc yeah of course like if you want sun of course you have the Canaries you could go to Madeira Emmet fabulous deals there um, if you wanted sun sort of stuff but and of course South Africa Florida you know all sun stuff but what I'm picking here really is nice relaxing breaks and places that you can avoid the crowds that would normally be there in peak times and that's really because you'll see a completely different side of these cities in January because there's not a lot of people around and it's great I love that Now what I'm going to do to Ed now is what travel writers don't like at all I'm going to pin him down on his favourite because you guys never like to say this is my number one because you like too many of them so I love all my children equally all your children equally but one maybe slightly more than the others just a smidgen so of these four Venice, Malaga, Dubrovnik, Nuremberg and don't say ah well they're all sort of have their things which is the one that you'd pick I have to go now thanks a million you're not leaving the studio until you pick one of these four hold on let me just stick my finger in my notes here. Um, listen, it's that's really difficult. But um, if, for if somebody said to me, you know, because I think this year, my producer saying, keep him there till he yeah, answers. Um, definitely, if you ha- okay, Picasso and the Malaga thing is a really big one. Is a really big deal this year. He went on from. Uh, Malaga to Coronia and up of course into Madrid so there's a lot happening there you can do he did travel a bit I would give that (laughs) I would say number one and then definitely uh, if you haven't been to Venice January is a great time to go and again but as I said to you you know if you want that history (laughs) you're not picking I'm I'm doing one two three but I mean come on you're holding out on Uh, me it's very hard to do this yeah but you're right it is very difficult for me to even think about which one is favourite because they all have something unique I think you're secretly picking Malaga you kind of dropped the hint yeah well I I mean of course you know Spain is the number one destination for the Irish, right? Because, of course, of the sun and the food and the value for money. So I guess, yeah, I could say I, I do love, I've been going there for years. So it, it has a very fun place in my heart, yeah. Okay, he's sort of don't hinting. Don't go right, don't go left, stay <laughs> yeah. in Malaga. Okay, great. Four bright places, Venice, Malaga, Dubrovnik and Nuremberg. And your guide today has been Ed Finn. He's certainly got whetted your appetite. January could be miserable. It tends to be very stormy in particular. These are great and places And Emma, don't go. forget to talk about my travel show. Oh yes, we must talk about you your told travel me give my show. travel show a plug. <laughs> well, what is your travel show? Go on. You wouldn't give us the one of the four, so yeah. No, I've uh, my my travel show is on Virgin Media this weekend. Um, we're doing Switzerland, and I have a fabulous food trail across Northern Ireland, and it'll be on Christmas Eve as well. So uh, I just like to give it a little bit of a plug. The okay. travel show, the travel show on Virgin <laughs> Media. Great stuff, Ed Finn from Travel Talk. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Hard Shoulder. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.